Pleasant good evening to you and welcome to another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TBN Radio. So yes, if it is Tuesday, it is yet another opportunity to get powered up with Roots Connections with Untapped Potential uh, with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So welcome, welcome to the program. Welcome to Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. It is great to be back in your company as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead. And we also use this time every Tuesday to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we should be working on. As we can see, the year is quickly speeding to a close, but there's still time, there's still time to work on getting those goals uh, moving forward, even if we may not be able to achieve that all-important goal that we have set out for ourselves by the end of the year. But in my mind, the most important thing is that we continue to make strides towards accomplishing our goals uh, in our lives, because that is where we get fulfillment from. You know, we spend so much time taking care of others, whether it's our family, Family, our friends, our co-workers, all the responsibilities that we have. But I also think it is truly important that we work on those goals so that we can have some personal satisfaction and we can have that personal fulfillment. So again, welcome to the program. As a reminder, this episode of Untapped Potential is brought to you by Adams Healthcare out of Dominica. So Adams Healthcare for all the best in specialized healthcare services right there in Dominica. So we want to thank them for their sponsorship of this program. So again, welcome. Welcome to the program. As you know, um, every program we have an engaging conversation for you. We have some great music. We have a tip of the week, and we also have a featured video over at pushpast10.com. So, so much is going on in Dominica. By now, if you're from Dominica, Dominica, or if you're a friend of Dominica, you would have heard about the snap election scheduled for December 6th. Of 2022. So December 6, 2022, there's going to be a snap election in Dominica. And of course, there has been a major uproar, major outcry from the other political parties, the other political um, associations in Dominica, and just people in general, because they're not quite understanding while in the middle of electoral reform, the prime minister should call elections. So there's quite a bit going on in Dominica, but you know, uh, a lot of what is going on, again, just takes us away sometimes from the important goals that we ought to be working on. And not to say that what is going on is not important, it is certainly important, but we must also reserve some time to ensure that we're taking care of those live goals. So let's begin the program as we usually do on a note of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? As for me, I am seeing the clock ticking down to Thanksgiving and we're going to be heading out to New York to see our family. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to see my family and just grateful for the health and the happiness of me and my family in general. Because sometimes we take our health and our happiness for granted, but there's so many people who are so stressed out and frustrated with life that we truly have to be just 
grateful for just peace of mind and health and happiness. So let's get the program off and starting today with this number from Beres Hammond. I am alive and you know it is just great to be alive. If you can't find anything to be grateful for today, just remember you woke up this morning. So let's start this program off with Mr. Beres Hammond. I'm alive and then stay tuned for a pre-recorded Facebook Live interview which will be Miss Marcella Andre out of Antigua Dominican born now living in Antigua and she will tell us all about she as an empowered woman going as far as tech talks and everything she has been able to accomplish in this life in this life so far and everything she is hoping to accomplish in the future so take a listen let's enjoy this number from Beres Hammond and then we will jump right into our Facebook interview with Miss Marcella Andre stay tuned Be that. I'm alive. 
Simone, it's so really great to connect with you and to be here, you know, to speak to other Dominicans. It's yes. not a chance that I get often, and so I'm so humbled and just happy to be here. Thank <laughs> you, thank you, and, and thank you for being a part of what I like to call our Live Out Loud series. You know, <laughs> folks who remind us the importance of living life with no apologies, living life to its fullest and living our best life now. So again, welcome to our online international village where we celebrate Caribbean and Dominican uh, folks. And before we get started, I also want to remember to thank Mrs. Heather Durham out there in Antigua. And of course, Marcella, you're joining us from Antigua. And Mrs. Heather Durham was part of our Live Out Loud series, and she recommended you as well. She and is the, the best. She's the best. Of living out loud. We yes, all take yes. our instructions from her. I think she she would agree that we're great students. <laughs> I think so because I had uh, Renee Edwards as well and she's the same thing just living out loud and living her best life. That's right that's what we yes. do. Uh-huh and if anyone is on the Facebook live and you think you might recognize Marcella that's because if you went to convent high school back in the day we won't say what year Marcella <laughs> Listen I am I just turned 30 okay so I don't know about yeah. you but I'm sticking with 30 <laughs> You will recognize Marcella because she was one of our classmates. So we're really happy that she's joining us today to tell us all about her life in Antigua and how she has emerged as the CEO of Neocom. So again, welcome to the program. So Marcella, growing up, you spent quite a bit of time between Dominica and Antiguan. So I just have a quick question. Do you consider yourself Dominican or Antiguan? I consider myself Dominican to the soul with the little Antiguan seasoning. Uh -huh. that works <laughs> Dominican to the bone. I might uh, not sound it, but I can speak Patois better than some Dominicans. I can tell you that. <laughs> and as for me, I'm just learning to speak Creole. So it's nice to know that you, you speak Creole. Yeah, it's, you know what, to tell the truth, I learned Creole from Casal. I keep telling people that, but it's the truth. Because I grew up here, um, but my brothers were always into Casal. They're 10 years older than I am. So I was always mm -hmm. hearing this music around me. And I always asked them, what does this mean? What does that mean? And then I realized that I kind of have a, a tendency towards languages. And mm -hmm. so eventually I started learning French and it became easier to understand the Patois. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, you know, it's everything falls in place how it should. Yes. And if you really want to, it will. And I really wanted to be able to understand what people were saying around me. Absolutely, absolutely. So just uh, by way of introduction, tell us who you are. Who is Marcella Andrea? And while you do, let me just go ahead and share this Facebook Live to invite everyone to come over to join us. So just tell us, who is Marcella Andre? Well, I generally do not introduce myself by telling you what I do. I tell you who I am. And I am a woman who loves life, who loves people, who loves learning and sharing knowledge, who loves seeing plans come together and being part of things that um, add to change. So I'm a person who just loves life. I, I currently, what I do, the work that I do, I currently own a communications consultancy called Neocom. And that has been active for going on nine years. It's been quite a long journey. Before that, I was a professional um, media professional. I was a media professional journalist. Uh, my first ever job was at Kyrie FM. And that was followed by DBS Radio. So I have been in the media for over 20 years and in my business for going on nine years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm so happy that you're joining us um, this evening. So we mentioned you going back and forth between Dominica and Antigua. Can you just give us a brief history of why that was the case? Well, let us start with how did I get here to begin with? <laughs> So you know that the Caribbean is a melting pot 
And a lot of our islands are very mixed based on, you know, what our parents did. And there was a period when there were Leeward Islands police officers and teachers going between Dominica, Montserrat, Anguilla, um, Antigua, of course. And so my grandfather was an Antiguan policeman who came to Dominica and um, that's how I came to be because he found my mother's <laughs> mother, my grandmother. And um, here we are, you know, so my grandfather is Antiguan. And then after Hurricane David, you know, Hurricane David was quite a disaster. And a lot of people left the island for schooling, for reasons that they needed to basically find a better life in having just gone through such a terrible tragedy. And so I came to Antigua because I already had roots here. My Antiguan family um, wanted to allow me to go to school here. And it so happened that my Antiguan, I call her my mom because you know I came here when I was four and she had four boys and no girls. And she decided, you know what, we're just gonna keep this little girl. And here I still am. <laughs> So I grew up here for the most part, but then in my teenage years, uh, my Antiguan dad was diagnosed with cancer. And it so happened that when that diagnosis came, I was in Dominica as I usually would have been on vacation. You know, what would have happened is that I would have spent some more Christmas in Dominica and then back to Antigua. Mm -hmm. But with his diagnosis and with having to, at that time they had to travel back and forth for treatment and whatnot, and so I ended up coming to convent for my last two years of high school. That is how I ended up in Dominica. So then after convent, I returned to Antigua for two years where I did A-levels. And then I came back. So there was a period of six years where it was two years in Dominica, two years in Antigua, um, more like a year and a half in the end in Dominica before I then came back and then went on to study. So it's been quite a bit of a yo-yo life. And that's why I say, you know, I really, I am Dominica, I love Dominica so much. Um, in a lot of ways, my love for culture and the art that was developed just in the two years of being at convent um, in Dominica, just being in Dominica for those two years, that was an opportunity for me to be really able to see something different because life was very different here versus there in Dominica. Um, I had a lot more freedom, you could say, because here I lived with a family that basically was home and school, um, homeschool, brownies, church, girl guides, that sort of thing. And I didn't have the ability to walk around freely as I did in Dominica. You know, I lived in Goodwill. I lived in three different places in Dominica while I was there. I lived in First place was Virgin Lane. Then I lived in Goodwill. Then I lived in Kings Lane. So I lived in three different places over two years. And because it was all in Roseau, you know, I, I could get around everywhere on foot. I could see what was happening. I could go to Blocko's. I could, you know. <laughs> so I really gained a different appreciation for life in Dominica during that period. Yes, absolutely. And you will be happy to know that the Facebook uh, fans are coming in. So we're saying a special good evening to Basilia Toussaint. Wilhelmine is here. We also have Rosalyn uh, Severe, Beverly Johnson, Maxine Allen S3. Thank you for being Hello, here. Hello, Maxine, yes, my favorite Maxine. singer. <laughs> She's here and she says, I am out of town with terrible connection. Oh, so sorry. I will miss this show. We'll have to look back to it. Much love, Doc, Suz uh, Suzanne, and Marcella. Not sure who's, oh, I think she meant Doc Simone. I'm like, Susan, who's Simone. <laughs> but thank you, Mike, thank you for logging in. We have Irma Williams. Hmm, I have similar story. My grandfather wonder if he's related. His last name is Francis. So I think people are ready to share. Is it Francis or Francois? Because I have to tell you, you know, there's a whole other Dominican story. The Andres and the Francois are related. Andre, Francois, mm -hmm. and I think Zach. That okay. those three names, we are related in some way. Okay. All coming from the door. And then we have Sandra Norris, one of my top fans is here. Lana Athenas, so the convent girls are Hello, coming Hello, Lana. <laughs> Lana. Thank you for being here, guys. And, and thank you for sharing the live. So go ahead and share the live as we welcome back 
Marcella. It's been way too long since we last laid eyes on you. And you know, in my time, I have sometimes wondered about some folks along the way that we it's went true. through. And you, you have actually popped into my mind several times. And I wonder if you had gone. You know what? I've always kind of felt like I was a blimp on the radar because yes. I didn't really start with everybody from first form up. You know, I appeared in fourth form. It was just two years and then everybody went their separate ways. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I don't think the bonds that would have been formed with people who started together in first form mm -hmm. and went all the way through for five years. It was different, but I really did make some great friends. I often mm -hmm. wonder, what you know, what's happening? Where is everybody? <laughs> yes, but as we continue the conversation, Marcella, just kind of tell us about your journey to becoming CEO of your own company. So just kind of give us some career highlights and how you finally made that decision. You know, Simone, I have always known a couple of things about myself. And I think it's important sometimes for us to research our lives or to look back and try and remember or even ask people in your family what was i like when i was younger or you know what kind of person was i i always knew one thing for sure um i was not a nine to fiver i i just was not going to be able to be in somebody's office all day um because i get bored easily <laughs> And I also want to have a certain level of freedom to explore different things, to do things that I want to do, to work in diff to work with different um, sectors. And so for 20 years, I worked simultaneously in the media and in education. So I taught at a number of schools on the island while at the same time working on radio. And I've done everything in radio, news reporting, producing. I had my own show, been through it all. And so what really caused me to finally take the big leap is that after 20 years, the, well, the radio station at which I worked for 10 years, the owner of that radio station died suddenly. Mm. And um, the people who came in to sort of take over, it was sort of a hostile takeover, I'm going to say. And they did not get along with most of the employees who had been there for quite a while. Mm -hmm. They made me an offer, which I felt was very disrespectful, having been there for so long. And um, I just decided, you know what, it's now or never. So I didn't really jump with um, a safety blanket. I had to find my wings on the way down because it wasn't something that I had planned. It was a moment where I had to make a decision. And so I made that decision. And since then, um, I have been running my communications company. I specialize in public relations. I do a lot of HR training and corporate event, event management. So it's been a whole journey and there have been a lot of lessons. Some of them have been hard. And I appreciate the whole journey though, because like I tell people all the time, I chose this life. Nobody forced it on me. Mm -hmm. So whatever comes with this life, I also accept it. And that also includes the moments when things are not, you know, just perfect. Nothing is perfect. And so everything I look at as a learning opportunity. What lesson did I learn from, you know, downplaying myself in a particular contract or underselling myself? How am I going to not do that again? How am I going to charge for what I believe I am worth? So that took a long time to get to. It took a lot of lessons to learn those things, you know. And the other thing about it is that I didn't really have a mentor, so to speak. Um, I learned a lot of things the hard way because there were not people who were willing to guide me. I mean, there were people who pretended, who said, yeah, I'd like to help you, but they really were opportunists. So all of those things have been a part of the journey. Like I said, it's going on nine years. I'm still standing. So that's what I consider success. I'm still here. I've done a lot of amazing things. I've had great opportunities. You know, one of the highlights for me, there are so many. I'm going to tell you two. One of them is that I was able to, my biggest event that I have done was organizing a conference in Dubai for 500 net worth, um, high net worth individuals. And I did all the organizing from here before I went there. So it was 
you know, it was a lot of work. It was sleepless nights. But then when we got there and everything turned out as it was supposed to turn out, it was like amazing. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I am most proud of right now, because it's the most recent, is that I have launched um, an award for female entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You know, people usually create things in their own image. <laughs> and if you think about it, you know, clothes, music, people make what they like. If you like cheesecake and you want to make a cake, you're probably going to make cheesecake instead of pound cake. If cheesecake is your favorite, you're going to learn to make the thing that you like. And so I chose to do this award because I wanted to have what I did not have along my journey, which was a mentor, somebody who was going to also offer not just emotional assistance and guidance, financial assistance as well. So that's what I've done. It's a program that allows one person to have mentorship from seven well-qualified and well-known women in Antigua for the course of a year. And they also get $7,000 to help them with their business. So it has to be a, a young business woman and um, it's an annual thing. So I'm very proud of that because I've always thought of how can I give back? How can I, even though I cannot help 500 people, you know, I can help one at a time. And those, each, each individual can then create a ripple because they'll be able to help somebody too. And as a matter of fact, part of the award is that the individual has to also, within her year, contribute $1,000 to another individual that she deems worthy. So that's something I am super proud of. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And you know, I'm gonna steal that expression, Marcia. Actually, Marcel, I actually wrote it down. Find my wings on the way down. That's I right. Yeah, find my wings under. So you take that leap of faith and then you find your wings. But let's talk in reality about the importance of networking because I think what happens is we have so many challenges when someone like you who's trying to take the leap of faith and you look around and you're like, well, where do I start? So let us talk about the importance of networking. And I can tell just from having interviewed you, Heather, and Renee, that you have an incredible support system in Antigua that is not just word of mouth. So even from the example you just provided, I can tell that there's a lot of action that goes into supporting each other. So just tell us about the importance of making the right connections with authentic people. Well, it is not... You know, I, I, the term networking is something, I don't love it right. because it has the energy of literally just looking for people right. that you hope you're going to be able to make money from or by spending time with them, money will come your way. Now, yes, I understand that's typically, eventually, that's what you desire. I prefer the idea of building real relationships. Absolutely. The reason I am still here, I can tell you, is because of relationships I built before I needed the relationships. It's connections I made and I kept in touch and, you know, here and there, if people needed assistance, I was willing. I cannot say I actively went out looking for a network because I must also admit that I am actually an introvert. You won't believe it, but it's true. People like me, those of us who do public things, we are actually the most introverted. So am I, and so, most, people, most people don't believe me when I say I'm introverted. That's what I'm saying, people don't believe it because they're like, you please, because you know, I've been on stages, I've hosted things, I've done, I've done everything. <laughs> but the truth is that I value and love just quiet time by myself. You understand? And so I am not the person that's going to go to a fete or to an event in the hope of meeting somebody. I believe you're going to meet the right people in the right places. But also the way I reached out was to constantly get in touch with people, say, hey, um, I'm Marcella Andre. One of the problems I did have, I have to say, is that everybody knew me as a radio person. So they did not know that I possessed other skills. <laughs> so it was pretty difficult to get people to shift from Marcella Andre radio person to Marcella Andre communication consultant. We do other things here. We train, we do PR, we do events. And so 
the there was a quite a period in the early stages where also you know people who are accustomed to calling and saying hey um i have this thing to do what do you think whereas before i might say oh you could do this i'd suggest you do that then those calls came and i said well actually there's a cost for that <laughs> that was a different story because your expertise was required and valued when they could pick your brain at any time but when you said well actually this is now my bread and butter so you have to pay for that that was a different story altogether and um you know some people were lost along the way <laughs> mm -hmm. some people were lost along the way because yeah. it really became sort of a battle with trying to let people understand listen if i don't charge you for this I, I cannot take thank you to the gas station Absolutely. i can't take thank you to the grocery store mm -hmm. i can't even take a, a bottle of wine to the grocery store i need real money and it's worth it so you know if i'm not your person that's not you that's fine but you can't get just you can't you can't do any more business booty calls that's what mm -hmm. i call it no more business booty calls <laughs> that's a good one no more business booty calls and, nope. and i think that is and i think that is where a lot of the difficulty comes in for folks who are starting off because it seems everybody wants the information and they want your skills for free but the minute you you, you decide to pivot and say well you know i'm gonna make this into a business opportunity then all of a sudden you start looking a whole less more attractive you're not and so attractive so anymore what there's so a cost for that yeah, it is so unfortunate that we think that way. But I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for sharing with us all the information that you're providing. But just kind of tell us what has COVID-19 been like for you? But before you do, I want to make sure we highlight um, your services. So can you tell us some of the training programs that you offer and some of the other services that you provide? All right, my main signature training revolves around customer service. So I have quite a number of programs under the customer service umbrella because that is something that I'm very passionate about. And as a matter of fact, for any of your viewers who are interested, I have a page on Facebook. It's called Customer Service in Antigua and Barbuda. There are over 8,000 people on it. And the reason that page came about is because of an incident I had many years ago when I started the page. And, you know, I tell people, we all work hard for our money. We all deserve basic kindness. And, you know, you have expectations when you go to a business place. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to tolerate bad service. I'm not going to tolerate your attitude. And after that particular experience that I had, which was actually not just bad service, but it was also racist, mm -hmm. I said, I cannot be the only one. And so I'm gonna start a page for people, not just to air their grievances, but also to talk about great service. And it has, it's, a, it's a living page, it's constantly busy. People are always sharing their experiences. And as a result of the page, actually, people have gotten promotions when people have come and said, oh, I got such great service from this place or people have gotten things resolved because that's how it's unfortunate again. These days when people want something resolved, they come and blast it on the page. And of course, no business place wants to see their names in that kind of light, you know? So immediately they get in touch with the person who put up the post and they try to resolve the situation. So it has been a great place, but customer service is what I'm very passionate about. Outside of customer service, I do team building. Um, I also do sessions on empowering of yourself, professional development. What does it take to show up in the workplace as a professional? What does that look like? And also reminding people who are employees of business places that the first person you have to show up for is for yourself. Okay, because you're representing yourself when you step out of the house. You're representing your line even, your family, all of that. So how you choose to show up at the workplace is a representation first of all of you. The other thing is that people tend to say, oh, you know, somebody provoked me or somebody got me upset. And I keep wanting to remind folks that you're responsible for yourself. You cannot be a slave to your emotions. You're supposed to master it and control it. And nobody else outside of you should be able to get you to act in a way that is going to dishonor your business place, that is going to embarrass you, all of those things. So 
customer service, team building, professionalism, and media. How media, just did two workshops um, two weeks ago on media, how the media works, the filters through which we get news, how it affects what we get, all of that. So, and I'm so happy you mentioned customer service because can you do a course for Dominica? Because I think that is one of the areas we struggle with. I, you know, you know what? Into, I really you walk into a store, you walk into a store, and you feel like you're disturbing somebody. You feel like they're saying it's your pleasure to be served by me <laughs> instead of it's my pleasure to serve you. It's like it's your pleasure to be served by me. <laughs> so true. Yeah, we need that. We need that. But has but has COVID nineteen caused you to pivot in any way? Have you um, had to go virtual in many of your training programs? Just tell us some of the challenges you faced along the way in your nine years of being the CEO of Neocom. So um, I would have to admit that when COVID first came around, well, let me step back a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if I shared this with you in our talk, you know, initially, but COVID came around in early 2020. Mm -hmm. And between December 2019 and January 2020, I was in the hospital, in the ICU, in a coma, um, with what I was told was community acquired pneumonia. Now you can put two and two together, considering what came oh, after, okay, and figure out that it probably was that before we knew it was around. So I came into 2020 already not in the best of ways. And I was so looking forward to celebrating 2020. Man, I was in the hospital bed hearing the fireworks and feeling just so left out. <laughs> so, um, it already did not start off in a way that would seem like this is going to be conducive to a great year, you know, mm -hmm. but luckily for me, a few things I am not, um, because I work on my own, I work from home exactly where I am right now. This is my office. My office is my phone, my computer, my car. Once I have those three things, good to do. I can do anything good to go. So when lockdowns came, that was not a problem for me because I'm accustomed to being home. I'm also an introvert. Let's not forget. So I don't miss not being out there, having to go and, you know, be all of that. So I was already comfortable with that. Where things did change and um, it became a little problematic, of course. I'm accustomed to doing workshops in person with people. That makes a difference. And now... Um, Last week, that was the first time since early 2020 that I had in-person workshops. Mm -hmm. So that tells you a bit of how it went, you know, because even though I did do a couple of Zoom sessions, it's just not the same. Yeah, Anything on Zoom is harassment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's harassment because you have to start and say, could you turn on your mics? Hi, I'm talking to you. Could you please turn it? It's, it's not the same. It really mm -hmm. takes away a great aspect of the atmosphere mm -hmm. and... Um, just just the the environment that is required for learning and for people to share with each other. Mm -hmm. So that there's that. And then coming into 2021, things have slowed down a bit, I have to admit, because again, I mean, human beings are being human beings in our Caribbean and around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point we all thought that this would be over by 2020. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right? Like, okay. December, December 2020 to be done. People were <laughs> expecting carnival this year, okay? Yep. So, but it's only gotten worse because mm -hmm. our our numbers are rising again. Our curfew so is ours as well. Our curfew is is it has changed again, and I'm sure by next week our curfew is going to probably move to six o'clock, and things are going to go back to the levels of last year March. Mm -hmm. So, as a result, you know, I have to. I've had to tighten my belt a little, you know, I had an assistant until today, <laughs> interestingly enough, and we've had to change our, um, our relationship because I, I really, at this moment and looking forward, it's going to be difficult to maintain her as a full-time person. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that happen and you have to look at them head on. And, you know, it was very difficult because she is a person that I've loved working with and nobody wants to cut anybody's pay. But at the same time, you have to think of how realistic is it for me, based on what's going on, to continue to be able to pay this person a full-time salary while 
Life is happening. Their bills don't stop. Statutory contributions don't stop. You know, meanwhile, there are no workshops going on. Right. So it has been a moment. 2020 was actually great. I, it's 2021 that is really slowing down right now. Right, right. So we continue to pray that this will be all over soon. So we just have to encourage everyone to take the necessary steps to get it over with. But if you're just joining us, I want to thank you for being here. I see uh, Chris Bugono says good evening. Uh, Lana Athena Hello. says my girl. Great to see you, Marcella. <laughs> Sandra Norris says, uh, very nice. Uh, Sabria Senhouse is on the live. Hi, Bria. Always good to see you. Uh, Bassi says, you're talking directly to me. And I'm in a field that requires working out of my comfort zone, but I must take time to relax and reflect. So she's introverted as well. That's what she's sharing. Um, Frances uh, Fontaine, Harvey, good evening, Dr. Simone and Marcella Andre. Hi, everyone. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here. So, of course, if you're just joining us, we're speaking to Marcella Andre out in Antigua, and she's the CEO of Neocoms, and she's telling us all about the, the, the challenges of COVID-19. So she's had tremendous success, even going as far as hosting a program out in Dubai for 500 mm -hmm. participants. So we know that she will be able to recover from this COVID-19 crisis and she will be able to resume her successful practice. And she's holding strong because I know personally that she's a very strong uh, person indeed. Now, speaking about strength and being a woman, Marcella, I think it's also important for us to talk about whether or not you believe women are on an equal playing field in business and industry in your experience. So now that you've had all this experience in media, and you've had this experience as a business owner, what are your views? Let's keep it real. The Thank boys club still exists. We still live in a patriarchal system. We still live in a society where women, it's like women are, women have the same role that black people play in relation to white people. You have to work twice as hard. You have to show yourself to be um, twice as valuable. And even when you are able, you are still kind of fighting with people who have less capacity, less range, less experience than you do, but they are already in positions where they have been given a certain amount of power and that allows them to think and it all depends on the woman that they're dealing with though because some women are like i don't care who you are i will not accept a certain level of treatment so i have like i've said i've had a lot of lessons along the way i've had to deal with all sorts of individuals um some of the men have been the worst because there is so much ego that comes with some of the, I'm, I keep saying some, it's not all before some men jump into your comments and say, oh, you know, but who feels it knows it. I have been the only woman in a room of people who have to decide on something. And I might be even the person who has the lead on the project. And some man in the room, first of all, will start off with, well, darling, I'm not your darling. We didn't wake up this morning together. Don't call me darling. My name is Marcella. And then saying something like that now gets me branded the B word yes. because what's the big deal? And not enough women call people out and just stop them before they become habituated with certain things. Mm -hmm. So I think we still have a long way to go in terms of reaching. Um, I don't think we're ever going to have the equity that we need, but I believe that there are a lot more openings. And because more and more women are seeing the value in working with each other, um, instead of, of accepting the narrative that women only want to fight each other, I refuse that narrative. Absolutely. Because people who, I refuse that narrative. Mm -hmm. All the, I am here because of my girlfriends, because my girlfriends were the ones who showed me opportunities when they came who called my name in the right room. And that's another thing. People don't realize it's a simple thing, like being in the right place at the right time. And you know that wherever you are right now, they're looking for a particular organization or they're looking for a particular service. 
and you know somebody who provides that service. That's when you say, I know this person. At least give it a try. You know, that's how that's how the boys club do it. <laughs> that's how the boys club gets around because they're constantly putting each other on. So I believe in supporting women, in working with women, in encouraging women, in pushing them, and just believing that we can rise to levels that you know people never thought we could. I'm sure there are people who thought I was going to be busted in two years. I was never going to still be here in this business. You understand? Because again, I did not come out with a parachute and a happy landing. It was a sudden decision that was made, but I'm still here because I believed, I know my talent, I know what I'm capable of, and you have to have a reason that you want to keep going. And so even in moments where it was difficult, I just came back to why am I still here? What's the reason? And the reason is that I really wanted to, the first reason was my nieces. I have two nieces and their parents sort of were pushing them towards particular studies. I knew that one of them did not really want to go there, but that's one of the things that happens in life. Our parents sometimes try to live through us. And so they think you should be a doctor. That's what I'm going to push you to do. Meanwhile, a lot of times, so many people end up doing things that they don't want to do because they were trying to fulfill somebody else's dream. Right. So I wanted to be the example for my nieces. You don't have to do what they tell you to do. I probably, you know, the, the rogue auntie <laughs> because I'm saying stuff that's contrary to what their parents and grandparents are saying. But I also know so many people who are unhappy because they've done the thing that somebody else wanted to do. So I was always whispering into their ears, come on, you can do whatever you want. You know, you don't want to do medicine, go do communications or whatever it is that floats your boat, but just mm -hmm. don't do something because you feel you have to, because you've been pressured to do it. Yeah, and so that's, that's one of my reasons. Yeah, and that's why, you know, on the flyer, I said, um, be you with no apologies because you so very well embody, mm -hmm. embody that. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, why do you think there is so much societal pressure for women to be married and have children? And this comes especially <laughs> from your own family. There's this societal pressure that no matter how successful, and you're tremendously successful, but there always seems to be that societal pressure that if you're single, well, first of all, something is wrong with you. And second of all, you need to be married and you need to have children to almost validate you. So what are your thoughts on that? I laugh about it a lot <laughs> because for instance, I'm the only girl, I have two brothers. Okay. And I'm, so I'm the last and the only girl. And up to today, I mean, I just to let anyone who's watching know, I have been married. I am divorced. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't have any children. Um, but my older brother, who's 10 years older than I am, he when he speaks to my other brother about me, he still kind of says, you know, Marcella's is all by herself. She doesn't have anybody. And I'm thinking, what, <laughs> you know, like, am I a leper? <laughs> um, so again, I'm going to come back to the same place where it starts. It's we live in a patriarchal system where we were conditioned and religion plays a part in that as well. And I'm not even gonna go down that the religion rabbit hole, I'm just gonna drop that there, where it says, this is how it's supposed to go. And too often we do not question things. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. Like if you wanna be married and have 10 children, great for you, as long as you're happy. But also if I don't want to be married, if I feel like, you know what, I think I'm a better single person, I am able to do more of what I want to do in life, meaning contribute to society. People are discovering that it's okay women especially because you see before a woman's place in society was all dependent on having a man because it was the man who provided but now women can provide for themselves that does not mean that they don't want companionship that does not mean that they don't want these things but i don't think that you should that that women should be looked at differently because they don't have those things you know i'm telling you up tonight I, i've even stopped 
bothering to want to explain to my brother. I just smile every time he say, "You must sell this all by herself." <sighs> you know, and that's exactly like children. <laughs> and you know, you would think <laughs> I'm the girl. I'm supposed to have the children and all that. Right, right. You know. Right. So it's just society. We have to break away from the constructs that we have grown up with and just mm -hmm. question things and ask yourself, do I just know so many unhappy women, Simone? Yeah, because, really because they've, had to, they've had to settle because there was so much pressure, not to mention that biological clock that keeps ticking, tick-tock, tick-tock. And then you get to the point where there's societal pressure, there's the pressure from the biological clock, and you end up settling because... Not only settling, but just, yeah, settling and just unhappy, miserable. You are listening Everyone to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Thank Miss Marcella Andre for stopping by and telling us all about her life, her career, her challenges, her successes. And as a reminder, that was a portion of the interview that you've been listening to. And for the entire interview, you can jump on our Facebook page at Push Past 10, P U S H P A S D 10. And that interview was actually done a little while ago because you know I've been going through my archives. And I realized that some of the Facebook Lives interviews that I've done along the way have never been featured on Untapped Potential. So I've kind of been using some time to go through and ensure that we feature all our interviews that we have done via Facebook and YouTube Live and bring them to you here on Untapped Potential so you too can enjoy some of the great guests that we have had the opportunity to feature on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. So again, thank you, Marcella. Thank you for stopping by and telling us about your life, your successes, your challenges, and we wish you all the best. And just a reminder, this episode of Untapped Potential is brought to you by Adams Healthcare in Dominica. So if you're in Dominica and you're looking for the best in specialized health services for men, women, children, you certainly want to check out Adams Healthcare in the middle of Roseau. And they're also responsible for St. Joseph University. So we are grateful to Adams Healthcare for all the wonderful work that they're doing in Dominica. So as we move along here with the program, we have our tip of the week. And let's see what we are looking at this week. This week we are looking at the science behind mental health breaks. So again, with everything going on in Dominica, everything going on up here in the U.S., especially as it relates to politics, there seems to be a lot going on in the area of politics in the area of inflation, climate change, uh, abortion laws. There's so much going on in the world that it is important to follow. Absolutely, it is important to follow. But we also have to remember to take those mental health breaks. For example, you know, I do a lot of my work in terms of promoting and celebrating Dominica uh, via Facebook Live, WhatsApp, YouTube. But I always ensure to take a break from everything because being in some of uh, you know WhatsApp groups and uh, working with um, individuals, the WhatsApp messages can become overwhelming. So I have set out certain times of the day when I will check my WhatsApp and Facebook live posts to see um, what is going on. But for example, I do not 
do social media, WhatsApp, or any sort of uh, media communication between the hours of 7 p.m. and 10 a.m. So 7 p.m. to 10 a.m. I am completely disconnected from the rest of the world and I am focused on what I need to be working on, right? So just taking a mental break, maybe catching up on some um, notes that I have written previously or just decompressing just taking a break from everything enjoy a good movie some good music a good conversation with my family but completely disconnecting so this is what we are going to look at today with regards to our tip of the week so again it is the science behind mental health breaks and this is brought to you from design.org so d-e-s-i-g-n dot o-r-g and it begins by saying even though mental health has been talked about more in recent years it's still important for each of us to reflect on our own mental health struggles and the challenges faced by those around us this day um this was back in may can provide us all with a chance to do that and hopefully to take a much needed mental health break and not just in may we need to take a mental health break every month every week every day right <laughs> what exactly is mental health break and why is it so important let's take a closer look at the science behind mental health breaks including what they are who they can help and how to know if you need it so the first thing this article does is it looks at some statistics on mental health and you can take a look at that on design.org but what i wanted to focus on today is the tips that they provide with regards to what to do to take a mental health break so what is a mental health break simply put a mental health break is anything that allows you to step back relax and recharge your mind mental health breaks can look different for everyone depending on what helps them feel the renewal they need some mental health breaks may last for 10 minutes while others may include a week-long vacation ideally you'd probably get a mixture of the two taking smaller regular breaks to keep you going throughout the week along with longer breaks to help perform a deeper reset so here are some suggestions get outside fresh air and sunshine can have a positive impact on your mental health take a hike eat outside or simply go for a short walk walk to give yourself a beneficial mental health break number two enjoy your food how many times do you eat lunch at your desk while trying to one-handedly type out an email or how often do you eat your breakfast on the go mindlessly eating while running through your to-do list for the day slow down and take the time to savor your food and that can give you a pleasant break a few times a day put your phone away let the distractions go and give yourself permission to enjoy here's another one i really like talk to someone research shows that social connection is tied to happiness a friendly conversation can be a great way to take a mental health break also it talks about the importance of rest reflection uh, do something creative so let's see creativity often requires you to access a different part of your brain giving your autopilot mode a rest here are some things you can try to give your creativity a boost so there's a link that you can click on for that information the bottom line is a mental health break can be anything you want it to be whatever it is just make sure it's something that leaves you feeling relaxed and recharged so again this particular article is called the science behind mental health breaks and it is brought to you from design.org
So again, I want to thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. I always look forward to spending this time with you as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead. And we just remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set out for ourselves. And as we see that the year is quickly coming to an end, how can we ensure that we are consistent? How can we ensure that we ensure that we're moving in the right direction with regards to achieving those goals. So again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me right here on TDN Radio. Let's do it next week again at the same time, same place, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time right here on TDN Radio. And as we wind down the program, don't forget to check out pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com to find out more about our programming and more about what we are hoping to accomplish through all the programming that we do. And then take a look. We have a featured video for you um, this week. And as we um, are in the heat of the political season in Dominica, I wanted to post you a video from Mr. Gabriel Christian, attorney at law in Dominica, living out there, I believe in, where is he, Maryland, I believe, uh, but attorney at law, Gabriel Christian um, from Dominica, living out here in the U.S., and he talks about the importance of democracy. So very important because, you know, there are certain folks in this world that have the goal of ensuring that only their needs are served using the political process. So we want to ensure that everyone in the society, everyone's needs are met with, um, with regards to a democracy. So I thought I would post this video that uh, Mr. Gabriel, Mr. Uh, Gabriel Christian did so eloquently. And so that is our featured video over at pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com for more information. And while you're there, don't forget to click on the YouTube channel for all the programs we've done and also click on the past podcast for any episode of Untapped Potential that you may have missed along the way. So again, always great to be here with you for Untapped Potential. Remember to come back next week so we can do it again. And until then, remember that your life still is your strength. Remember to tap into your potential and to stay strong, stay positive, stay active, and stay engaged until we meet right back here. You have yourself a productive week. Take care.